Tell us something, Mark Moss. Last time on the Tell Us Something podcast, Jenny Buckman Phelps and I spent a good bit of our time talking about how the meaning of a story can change over time. We realized that her story now is more about white privilege. We talked a lot about other things during our call, too. I mean, we were on the phone for almost an hour. When I went back to listen to our conversation, I had to leave out some of the things we talked about and focus on the essence of our discussion. That is the nature of editing. One of the things I left out, though, I want to share with you today. Honestly, having people share stories is one of the ways that I feel like I learn more about myself and the lens that I view my world through. Thanks for joining me as I take you behind the scenes at Tell Us Something to meet the storytellers behind the stories. If you have the means, please support the podcast. There are a few ways to donate. You can visit tellussomething.org and click support to make a tax-deductible donation. Or you can donate via Venmo at tellussomething or via PayPal, info at tellussomething.org. Thank you. Please also rate and review us on iTunes. It's how we can spread people's stories to more listeners. If you want to get some cool Tell Us Something merch, visit tellussomething.org slash shop where you can pick up a 10-year anniversary commemorative poster, a 16-ounce stainless steel double wall pint cup, or a made-in-the-USA canvas market tote bag. Check out all this cool stuff at tellussomething.org slash shop. Thank you to our title sponsor, The Good Food Store. This week, I chatted by phone with Arthur Weatherwax, a native of the Blackfeet tribe, about his story and the experience that he had telling it. Arthur has a traumatic brain injury, and listening to a guy who had to relearn everything about life, I mean, everything, it's really something. His perspectives made me reflect on how I live, and reminded me to seek out joy, and celebrate gratitude, and to laugh. I hope you'll reflect some, too, after listening to us chat. Arthur Weatherwax, it's Mark Moss calling. Hey, Mark, how's it doing? All right, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty good. That's good. Yeah. So you're still going into work every day? Uh, yeah. I, um, I work, uh, I got a new work schedule. I don't work, uh, my long days anymore on the weekends. And are people wearing masks at work? Uh, yeah. And the clients are wearing masks, too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know that you've shared your story since you've told it at Tell Us Something. You've shared it other places. Uh-huh. Where have you shared it besides Tell Us Something? I've shared it at, uh, the Democratic Central Committee. A couple schools. I can't remember where exactly. Well, I've shared it about three or four times since. And how many people would you say you think have actually heard it? All the times I've told my story? Yeah, collectively. Uh, collectively, I would have to say at least, at least 2,500. Yeah. After you shared it at Tell Us Something, what was the response from people? Uh, it took a couple days. 
people eventually start co- contacting me and thanking me for telling my story. How did that feel? That felt really good. Yeah. That was kind of like a, like I'm glad that I was helping save people's lives. It was pretty amazing. I, I listened to it again today. Uh-huh. Have you listened to it since since you told it? Uh, no, I haven't. I've been really busy. Yeah. Yeah. So. One of the things that I loved about it, listening to it again, I had forgotten um, how funny you are. At the very beginning, especially, you were talking about, you know, your life before the accident. Yeah. And you said, you know, sometimes your dad would pull you out of school for cultural reasons. And then you would go hunting or fishing. Yeah. And all the people in the audience were laughing. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like when I uh, tell my story, the first thing that I try and do is I try to engage and grasp the audience, try to get them laughing, get them knowing that I'm not a, I'm not a specialist. I'm not there to teach. I'm just a person. That's, that's my goal when I tell my story. And so you use humor to do that? Yes. Humor is the most powerful medicine that that is out there. Because with humor, you can heal anything. Before the accident, you were a powwow dancer. Have you gone back to do any of that dancing since? Uh, no, I haven't. I've tried to. I've got a... I've been trying to, but I just can't get the coordination right. Yeah. That must be frustrating. Yeah, yeah. You still go to powwows? Yes. Well, not this year. They're all canceled. Yeah, I did see that they have some online, though. Uh Uh-huh. Have you gone to those? No, I haven't. It'd be interesting to see what the difference is between in person and versus online (laughs) oh yeah that would be weird (laughs) when you tell your story and you told it you said it in different classrooms and for the democratic conference are you using notes still um yes I do kind of use notes but I don't don't really gotta rely on them too much anymore Right, because you got it down now. Yeah, pretty much. When I listened to it again, I watched it on YouTube. Uh-huh. And you didn't really look at your notes all that much. Nah. It, it's, uh, the notes are just like a safety, safety net. Right. Safe, safety blanket, because I know myself, and I know that I will go off in left field somewhere, and, uh, those notes are just to keep me on track, keep me on what I'm saying, keep me focused on what I'm saying. So that's why I use those note cards. I don't really need them. They're, they're just to be like a safety blanket. So is there anything that you want people to know about your story besides what you told in the story? Just to uh, laugh and uh, have fun and don't take life so serious. That you gotta laugh at life. There's uh, things in life that 
that we gotta take serious, but yet we gotta laugh at that. We, we gotta remember to be humble. We gotta stop trying to control everything and just humble ourselves. Stop taking themselves so seriously and, and laugh more? What happens if they say, I don't know how to do that? Then what would you say to me? You don't know how to laugh? I can't help it, but I take everything so seriously because I'm so stressed out all the time and I don't know how to laugh. What would you tell me? I would tell you, I would tell you, taking things so seriously will cut your life short and help you grow old fast and lead to an early death. You need to find the humor out of every situation. Even if it's just humorous to you, that's what you need to do. What's the funniest thing that's happened to you in the past week? Funniest thing that happened to me in the past week. Oh, past week. Funniest thing that's happened to me in the past couple of days is that I've, uh, that I've worked with my client who's, who's got autism. He's a autistic spectrum disorder. And it's uh, the challenges that he faces in life that I had to face in life and that I still have to face them in life. And it's funny how similar they are. Like, um, how washing your hands, that they recommend washing your hands for 20, 20 seconds. I was um, washing my hands one day and I lost track of how long I was washing my hands for. <laughs> so I called my client, sing happy birthday. And he sang Happy Birthday and kind of got me on track. So you're helping each other out? Yes. Yeah. Appreciate you taking time today to, to talk with me on the phone. and. Yeah. Cool deal. Sounds great. Thank you very much, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Arthur. You have a fantastic day. All right, you too. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. Arthur Weatherwax is an enrolled tribal member of the Blackfeet Band of the Blackfoot Nation. Arthur is known by his family and friends, as well as hospital staff from Great Falls Benefits East and West, as a walking, talking miracle. Arthur wakes up every morning remembering the challenges that he has overcome. Arthur also realizes the importance of family and friends who motivated him. He told a story in front of a live audience on October 2, 2018, to a sold-out crowd at the Wilma in Missoula, Montana. The theme that night was, It's Complicated. Arthur calls his story, Life or Death, We All Have Choices. Okay, Nixo Quacks. Nistu, Nitanaku, Inadoski, Ki AJ, Arthur Weatherwax. In my native tongue of Blackfeet, I introduced myself. I said, Hello, my friends. My name is AJ Arthur Weatherwax. I thank you all for coming here to hear our true, true, true stories. Before I tell my story, I would like to give you a little history about myself. Before my accident, I was born a healthy, normal young man. I enjoyed skiing. I knew how to ride a horse. I was on the chess team. I played baseball, where I was a heavy hitter. I played basketball, which I was not that good at. <laughs> I also was a Palo dancer. My dance was traditional, and then grass. Sometimes, my uncle would check me out of school for cultural reasons, and would take me hunting or fishing instead. It was a great life. <laughs> this all came to an end. It was homecoming night in Browning, Montana in the year 2000. I asked my father, Dad, 
can my cousin, my cousin Dustin and I go to the store and get some soda? He said, sure, sure. Just remember to come to a complete stop at all the stoplights and stop signs. So my cousin and I headed out, drove past the store, and headed up to a homecoming party in East Glacier, Montana. <laughs> While we were at this party, I should have known that something was going to happen that night because a friend had suggested that I go home. But I didn't listen. I continued to party. As we were leaving the party, my cousin drove us to his house, which was 30 miles south of East Glacier in a sub-community called Old Agency. Before my cousin got out of the car, he begged for me to stay the night at his house. But knowing that we were all drunk and in my father's car, I did not trust the vehicle in the hands of my friends who had hopped in with us at the homecoming party. So, I drove approximately a quarter of a mile down a dirt road. I began passing out at the wheel. They would have, my friends would have to constantly be shaking me to wake me up. Finally, I got to the T intersection of Highway 2 and Old Agency Road, and I pulled over and I asked, who was sober enough to drive? One of my friends replied, I'll drive. So I got in the back seat where force of habit made me put on my seatbelt. He began to drive the rest of the way to town. While we were in town, he took a curve too fast, sliding on some gravel, which hit the car hit a curb, which rolled numerous times and hit a house. The driver of the car was ejected out of the driver's side window, lying on top of the roof of the house, suffering only a few scrapes and bruises. The passenger of the car was with me when the car was rolling into the house, and he suffered a severe spinal injury, which left him paralyzed from the waist down. I was sitting in the back seat. The seatbelt that I had on wrapped around my neck and left me hanging possibly 10 to 30 minutes. They don't know how long. When emergency crews responded to my accident, they were having problems starting the jaws of life. And thanks to an EMT who happened to be one of my relatives, he was able to start the device which ultimately freed my friend and myself. Meanwhile, my dad decided to go look for us. He took the first left turn from his residence. He saw flashing red and blue lights. As he drove close to the accident, he recognized the hubcaps that were on his car, and he knew that I was in an accident. He pulled over to see what was going on. He seen my cousin evaluating me. They took me, they took me up to the hospital in Browning, where my family quickly gathered to send support, love and support, and they see what my prognosis was. was. They were told by the ER doctor in Browning that I had died, but that I had been brought back to life with a 3% chance to live. Life flight was called to fly me to the hospital in uh, Great Falls. While I was in medical flight, flying down in Great Falls, I died again in the helicopter. When I got to the hospital in Great Falls, I was upgraded to a 4% chance to live. When, when I got to the hospital in Browning, they did a MRI on me. They noticed that I dislocated three vertebrae in my neck. I busted two ribs. One of the ribs scratched and punctured my right lung. 
and uh, had severe cerebral pressure on my brain. So when I got down to Great Falls, they redid the MRI again. They noticed that the three vertebrae in my neck had shifted back into place. They rushed me into emergency surgery where they cut my scalp open, they raised the flap of my scalp, they drilled two boreholes in my skull in an attempt to relieve the pressure. I was in a coma for three months. The whole time I was in this coma, my family and my friends were all with me, right by my bedside, saying prayers, sacrificing, making vows for, on my behalf to live. When I woke up from this coma, I had to learn how to walk, talk, eat, sleep, drink, everything that everybody has to do. It was like being a newborn baby, but this time I was 18 years old. When I recovered enough to function in everyday life, I, I, in order to keep my morale up, I had to I decided to go back to school because my parents were both educators. I decided to go to school and get my high school diploma instead of a GED. I went to high school. I graduated from high school in 2002 after five years of schooling. Schooling was very difficult with the, with the brain injury. When I graduated in 2002, I wanted to get a Bachelor of Arts degree. But first, I needed to obtain an Associate of Arts degree, which I did. And I got an Associate of Arts degree in Chemical Dependency Prevention Practices in 2008. In 2015, while, whilst, while at the mountain campus of the University of Montana, I studied abroad in Lismore, Australia at Southern Cross University for six months. It's amazing how how similar the cultures, the culture is that the Aboriginal people is have to the Native Americans here in America. I, when I returned from Australia, I got a, I finished high school. I graduated with my BA degree in Native American Studies in 2017. Three months later, I got a job working at Opportunity Resources, which I've previously been a client for. Now I assist clients the same way that they assisted me, and at the same time I get to support myself. It feels great to be given back. I started, <laughs> thank you. I started running mar uh, in marathons. I run the 5K in marathons. I ran, <laughs> I don't know if that's a marathon, but. I ran in the Missoula Marathon, I ran in the Bozeman Marathon, I ran in the Two Fish Marathon, up, uh, Two Bear Marathon up in Whitefish. I run for all those that can't. I am grateful for my family and my friends. I hope that, I hope that my story tonight will warn of the dangers of drinking and driving and the importance of never giving up in the face of adversity. I hope that my telling my story tonight will save at least one life, just one life. Seeing, walking, talking, breathing are things that I'm ever grateful for. Every morning that I wake up, I'm thankful to be alive. Thank you very much. Have a great night.
Thanks again to our title sponsor, The Good Food Store. Learn more at goodfoodstore.com. Thanks also to our enduring sponsors, cabinetparts.com, the number one source for cabinet hardware since 1997. Providing the best kitchen cabinet hardware at a great price and knowledgeable hardware specialists, cabinetparts.com is the direct source for all of your cabinet hardware needs. Blackfoot Communications. Since 1954, Blackfoot Communications have fostered a reputation based on exceptional customer service and community involvement. They deliver superior technology solutions through trusted relationships and enrich the lives of their customers, owners, and employees. Learn more at blackfoot.com. The Top Hat Lounge. Reopening responsibly. Reconnecting with the community in the new normal. The Top Hat Restaurant and Bar is open with limited capacity in-house dining and takeout. For a menu and to learn more, visit logjampresents.com and click Restaurant. Thanks to Cash for Junkers who provided the music for the podcast. Find them at cashforjunkersband.com. Thanks to our sponsors, Clearwater Credit Union, a force for good, clearwatercreditunion.org, missoulaevents.net, Hands down, the most comprehensive and user-friendly event site in Missoula. Get their app, Gatherboard, in the App Store or on Google Play. Learn more at MissoulaEvents.net. Missoula Bone & Joint, providing superior clinical orthopedic care to their patients for over 60 years. MissoulaBoneAndJoint.com Access Physical Therapy, an enthusiastic team dedicated to providing compassionate and comprehensive care to their clients. Learn more at AccessMissoula.com. Inertia Physiotherapy. Move better, feel better. Stay in motion with Inertia Physiotherapy. InertiaPhysioMT.com. True Food Missoula. Offering weekly meal delivery to nourish your family and friends. Have a look at the menu and order online at TrueFoodCSA.com. Thank you to our in-kind sponsors, Missoula Broadcasting Company. Learn more at MissoulaBroadcasting.com. Enlighten Lab Float Center. Learn more at EnlightenLab.com. That's E-N-L-Y-T-E-N-L-A-B.com. And GeckoDesigns.com. Podcast production by me, Mark Moss. Laugh and uh, have fun and don't take life so serious. To learn more about Tell Us Something, please visit TellUsSomething.org.